This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. This episode features discussion of theft, accidental death, and outrageous bargains that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised, especially for children under 13. It was Friday, November 25th, 2011. John Lopez stood among a busy crowd at his local Walmart in Porter Ranch, California. The shoppers were packed in tightly, sometimes shoulder to shoulder. Everyone was trying to snag the newest Xbox on sale, or a huge TV, or the perfect Christmas gift for their loved one. Despite the crowd, John was trying to enjoy himself. There was always a certain energy to these sales. He was excited about what he might find. The only thing that he couldn't get over was how loudly some people around him were coughing. He thought perhaps some people had a cold or allergies. They were being very loud, coughing practically right next to him. But John slowly realized that something else was going on. There were many people coughing. Too many. And more than just coughing, Tears were streaming from their eyes. Snot was running down their faces. Their skin was bright red as if covered in hives. A crowd of these afflicted pushed forward, struggling through the mass of shoppers to get out of the store. They screamed, my eyes, my eyes, it burns. Someone shouted, call an ambulance. Was it a biological weapon outbreak? A terrorist attack of some kind? A zombie plague? No, it was just another Black Friday. Welcome to The Dark Side Of, a ParCast original, a show where we will delve into the seedy underbelly of pop culture icons and historical events. We aim to expose the ugly truth behind cultural moments and public figures we hold most dear, proving that there is always more to the story than meets the eye. I'm your host, Richard. And I'm Kate. Today is the eighth installment in our Holidays series. The holiday season may be seen as a time of celebration for many, but its saccharine exterior conceals many unpleasant truths. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. 
Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. You can find all episodes of The Dark Side Of and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream The Dark Side Of for free on Spotify, just open the app and type The Dark Side Of in the search bar. And if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really does help us. Black Friday is an annual tradition observed primarily in the United States. The day after Thanksgiving, millions of shoppers flock to malls and department stores to get discounts on all kinds of hot items. It's the height of capitalism, the zenith of retail, the mecca of holiday commercialism. Each year, there are billions of dollars in sales. At best, Black Friday helps people afford nice gifts for their family. And at its worst, it is one of the most toxic observances on the American holiday calendar. Every year, people are trampled, stabbed, pepper sprayed, or shot, all in the name of getting the best deals. In fact, as we explore the dark side of Black Friday, you might find that it gets harder and harder to see any light side at all. The origins of Black Friday are particularly bleak, rooted in the morally bankrupt practices of the slave trade. Back in the 1800s, as winter approached and the harvest needed to be brought in, slave drivers brought their captives to market and offered them up at a discounted price. Plantation owners rushed to the stage, money in hand. They bought up all the workers they could to assist with preparation for the long winter months. Now, every time you think of Black Friday, remember its terrible origins. Except that's all completely made up. An urban legend of the most pervasive kind. According to the fact-checking website Snopes, this popular explanation for the origins of Black Friday started floating around in various email chains in the 2000s. Retail giants such as Macy's, Walmart, and Target don't in fact take their marketing cues from the 19th century slave trade. The actual origin of Black Friday is not nearly that bleak but it does speak to the chaotic commercial melee that the holiday would eventually become. In the late 1950s, the day after Thanksgiving was a historically hectic time in downtown Philadelphia. The popular Army-Navy football game took place on that date every year, and thousands traveled into the city to cheer from the stands. The increase in crowds led retailers to capitalize on this event. They covered their storefronts with festive Christmas decorations and advertised sales to the throngs of football fans. Ads in newspapers and on TV beckoned more and more shoppers to make a trip to downtown Philly. Thousands turned into hundreds of thousands, and before long, the city infrastructure could hardly handle the massive crowds. When parking garages reached capacity, some shoppers parked their cars in the middle of lanes, boxing others in. Out on the streets, the remaining drivers had nowhere to park. This free-for-all led to gridlock throughout the entire city. And you thought camping outside of Walmart at 1 a.m. was bad. 
As a result of this chaos, the Philadelphia Police Department implemented extreme security measures on this day every year. Nobody in the department was allowed to take the day off. According to Philadelphia Bulletin reporter Joseph P. Barrett, even the police band was conscripted into a 12-hour shift. Two officers were placed at every intersection. Multiple officers were placed in each parking garage. They all faced a full day of blaring horns, irate shoppers, and rowdy football fans, made all the worse by the knowledge that most people got to be home with their families the day after Thanksgiving. It was every officer's least favorite day of the year. In the early 1960s, Barrett and fellow journalist Nathan Klieger put together a report on the phenomenon. They appropriated a term that the police had adopted to describe this miserable work shift. That term was Black Friday, and it has stuck ever since. According to retail scholar Michael J. Lasicki, the popularity of this term actually started to deter shoppers. Retailers saw their Black Friday profits diminish. A December 1961 issue of Public Relations News claimed retailers consulted with PR executive Abe S. Rosen about turning this trend around. He suggested that they relabel the day Big Friday and emphasize the newly implemented police security presence. The Chipper article seems to suggest that this plan worked, saying, Business over the weekend was so good that merchants are giving downtown Philadelphia a starry-eyed new look. But clearly, that name didn't stick. Snopes reports that around 1981, retailers tried to embrace the Black Friday moniker by claiming a different origin for the term. They said that this was the day they turned the most profit when previously red ledgers officially went in the black. But retail scholar Michael J. Lasicki says that this is pure spin. For one, most stores are profitable year-round. Any business has to be if it wants to stay open. And for another, Black Friday is not always the most profitable day of the year. It certainly wasn't back in 1981. That honor belonged to the day before Christmas, when millions of procrastinating shoppers rushed to buy gifts that their loved ones may or may not appreciate. But we still can't say for sure how the Black Friday we know today really originated. Historians note that it's impossible to draw a perfect line of causality from the Philadelphia origins of Black Friday to the larger national observance. Given that it's a retail event and not an actual federal holiday, its history is not etched in stone. Some argue that the term may have begun even earlier, in the 1950s. Business managers also referred to the day after Thanksgiving as Black Friday, and it had nothing to do with crowds of shoppers. In this case, it was because all of their employees called in sick the Friday after Thanksgiving, not wanting to go back to work for one day in between the holiday and the weekend. One enthusiastically capitalistic article from a 1951 issue of Factory Management and Maintenance read, 
Friday after Thanksgiving-itis is a disease second only to the bubonic plague in its effects. When you decide you want to sweeten up the holiday kitty, pick Black Friday to add to the list. We're not suggesting more paid holidays just to get out of a hole, but if you can make a good trade in bargaining, there are lots of worse things than having a holiday on a day that was half holiday anyway. So even though the origins of Black Friday aren't quite as bad as the slave trade version, they are brutally cynical. It possibly arose from factory owners' begrudging, cold-hearted realization that they might as well give their employees the day after Thanksgiving off. Or it arose from the jargon of the overworked Philadelphia police officers who weren't allowed to spend time with their families after Thanksgiving, all so that retailers could have better sales. But none of this rises to the level of stampeding crowds and murderous shoppers that Black Friday is known for today. It would take another few decades before the holiday became known for that. It all started in 2008 at a superstore known for the taglines, always low prices and save money, live better. A store that would soon also be known for death. Next, we revisit the 2008 Walmart stampede and the many acts of violence that followed. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. The dark origins of Black Friday, though not as scandalous as rumored, do paint an ugly picture of corporate greed. Retailers capitalized on the labor of police security to draw massive, possibly unsafe crowds, and business owners begrudgingly gave their employees the day off after they all called in sick. But the violence for which the holiday is now known for did not begin until 2008, when the infamous Walmart stampede led to the death of a seasonal worker. In our first episode of the Dark Side of Holidays series, Seasons of Stress, we covered the case of Jimitai Damour. Hired to work at Walmart through the holiday season in 2008, he was killed when hundreds of shoppers knocked over the building's sliding glass doors and trampled over him. This was not necessarily an act of complete and total shopping madness on the part of the shoppers. Yes, their collective desire to get bargain deals on holiday merchandise did lead to an unruly crowd. But Walmart deserved a lot of the blame. They hired only two security guards for the entire event, one of whom didn't even show up. And they didn't use any kind of crowd control measures, such as a tiered queue to allow only a few shoppers in at a time. OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, evaluated the trampling and fined Walmart $7,000 for failing to provide adequate crowd control. 
This punishment was the maximum penalty under law. The company spent over a million in legal fees fighting the fine until finally paying it years later in 2015. This might seem ridiculous, but Walmart wanted to prevent a precedent from being established. They didn't want OSHA to expect high-level crowd management at every big sale at every single store. But if Walmart is going to continue to hold such massive sales, that doesn't seem like such a ridiculous expectation. To be clear, we're not suggesting that all of Black Friday violence is caused by or stems from Walmart's lack of crowd control, but they are certainly a hotbed of Black Friday violence. According to BlackFridayDeathCount.com, 43 out of 129 Black Friday injuries and deaths since 2006 have taken place on the grounds of a Walmart. That's roughly a third of the total casualties. Though improved security measures have been implemented in recent years, it's clear that the store's Black Friday sales continue to incite a certain amount of bad behavior. And some of that bad behavior has been truly dark. At the beginning of this episode, we related John Lopez's experience during the bizarre 2011 Porter Ranch pepper spray incident at a Walmart in Southern California. Over 20 people were driven from the store with irritated eyes and throats. The culprit? Elizabeth Macias, mother of two. According to some witnesses, she put on a jaw-dropping display of bargain-hunting ruthlessness. Moving from item to item, she didn't wait her turn or give up if someone else got to something first. No, she sprayed them full in the face with a can of mace. It was certainly one way to make sure she got everything on her list. As her fellow patrons screamed, my eyes, my eyes, she calmly proceeded to the checkout aisle and paid for her things. When police finally caught up with her, she was charged with felony assault. But then she claimed she had been misrepresented. She said she was afraid for her two children, who were being pushed by other shoppers. Ultimately, it was a case of he said, she said, and the police dropped the felony charges. But Macias wasn't ready to put the past behind her. Brimming with seemingly unlimited holiday sass, in 2013, Macias threatened to sue Walmart for not providing enough security. Walmart told CBS Los Angeles, That was an unfortunate incident, but each of our stores has a crowd control plan in place. CBS further reported, Walmart, meanwhile, says it has learned from that episode and that it is taking steps to prevent such an incident from happening during Black Friday 2013. Much less merchandise will be on the floor itself, and supervised queue lines will be implemented. Security, using radios, will also be bolstered in the stores. And yet the store has continued to see more than its fair share of Black Friday madness. The very next Black Friday, Three separate brawls broke out at a Walmart in Rialto, California. 5,000 people were lined up outside, which for some reason led the store staff to open the doors early. 
It's possible that they thought making the crowd wait longer would only make them more unruly. Perhaps they had the 2008 stampede on their minds. The San Bernardino Sun reported that the only apparent crowd control measure in place that night was to give early arrivals a wristband that ensured them access to certain deals. Nevertheless, 1,500 people were left standing outside as the store filled to capacity. It wasn't long before a man and a woman were wrestling over a box containing a flat-screen TV. It was $200 off, after all. In another part of the store, an entirely separate melee broke out between two different customers. And outside, yet a third fight broke out between two men who were bitter that they were stuck waiting in line. A police officer tried to break them up and was promptly injured for his efforts. Walmart once again issued a statement saying, the fight at the Rialto store was an unfortunate and isolated incident to an otherwise very safe event. They also said, We're comfortable with the safety and security plans we put in place. But while they may have been comfortable with their security policies, there was clearly still a safety problem at multiple Walmart stores. That same 2013 Black Friday, Walmart also saw several other violent incidents at different stores. A man in Virginia was stabbed over a parking space. And in New Jersey, there was perhaps the most outrageous behavior of all. According to the local NBC affiliate, multiple police officers were pre-assigned to this location in anticipation of Black Friday madness. This imposition on police officers harkens back to the origins of the holiday in which Philadelphia police officers were called in to wrangle crowds. They were certainly earning their overtime on November 28, 2013. Inside the New Jersey Walmart, a woman in the baby section shocked the officers on duty. During an altercation with a mother, she reared back and spat on the woman's baby. And just as the officers were writing her up, there was a new commotion in a different part of the store. A man was swearing at Walmart employees, refusing to leave. The police intervened and tried to escort him out of the store. But he turned on them, grabbing an officer's shirt. There was a struggle, and he was forced to the ground and handcuffed. But in order to subdue him, the police had to resort to the use of non-lethal force. That's right, more pepper spray. Pepper spray, the official weapon of Black Friday. Though retailers create the perfect storm of Black Friday, the chaos is fueled by the shoppers themselves. There are plenty of examples of Black Friday craziness before shoppers even arrive at the store. Take the relatively benign but nevertheless surprising story of Lazaro Gomez. ABC reported in 2011 he drove 360 miles from Santa Ana, California to Tempe, Arizona just to buy a TV that was $200 off. Apparently, he considered the stores in California to be too crazy, but one has to question the sanity of going to such lengths just to get a discount on a TV. He even had a family friend meet him in the Tempe Walmart line to give him a home-cooked meal. 
He reportedly left the store exclaiming, I'm so happy. We have to wonder if he remained that enthusiastic once he realized how much he spent on gas. But there are much darker examples of Black Friday traveling. In 2012, 62-year-old Jerry Leon Poe of Clinton, Tennessee, showed up at a local Walmart to buy a stereo for his grandson. He waited for five hours from midnight to 5 a.m. It was thus bitterly disappointing when he arrived at the counter, only to be told that the stereo was already sold out. Apparently undaunted, he got back in his car and drove to another neighboring Walmart. But on the way there, he ran into some traffic. Or rather, he was stuck behind a car that was too slow for his tastes. Didn't the driver know that he was trying to get his grandson the perfect Christmas gift? Didn't they know that he had already waited for five hours? And now they were going to make him wait more? They might even cost him his second chance to get the stereo at the next Walmart. He couldn't let that happen. He was determined to do whatever he could to get his grandson the gift. He tried to swerve around and pass the slow car, but the road was too narrow. Instead, he drove right up to the other car's bumper, hoping to get them to pull over and let him pass. But that didn't work. They just kept driving slowly, the monsters. Jerry was at his wit's end. People were so selfish, so rude. The whole world was conspiring against him this morning. Reaching into his glove compartment, he removed a 40 caliber pistol. He lowered his window, pointed the gun out, and fired off into the distance. That would scare them into moving. But then, the whoop of a police car. Driving behind him was Sergeant Michael Butcher of the Union County Sheriff's Department. The driver that Jerry had just shot at? That was Butcher's wife. Needless to say, Jerry never got the stereo. He was arrested telling police, I don't know what came over me. Jerry's lapse in judgment likely stemmed from the same holiday stress that we discussed earlier this season. The need to perform, to get the perfect gift and make the perfect holiday for our loved ones. When any of these Black Friday shoppers see obstacles to buying something on sale, they fly into a rage, not just because they aren't getting what they wanted, but because they see their entire holiday as under threat. Their relationships with their family, their ability to create happy memories, it's all in jeopardy. Black Friday capitalizes on these fears. It says, Want your loved ones to have a really good holiday? Well, we have the answer right here on sale. You couldn't afford it before, but now... It's enough to make you want to give up on holiday shopping altogether. But of course, that may not be necessary. Because Black Friday is under siege. Not from any activists or protesters, but from a different corporate monster entirely. Next, we'll see how not all Black Friday violence can be blamed on the holiday and how this shopping day may be an endangered species. Now, back to the story. We've seen how Black Friday, the retail holiday aimed at generating gift sales the day after Thanksgiving, 
can often give rise to bad behavior. In a rush to get the perfect present for a discount price, customers get into fights and the consequences can be dangerous, sometimes deadly. But it's important to note that not all Black Friday violence is explicitly linked to the holiday. Sometimes the media ascribes crimes committed on the holiday to Black Friday madness in an attempt to spice up a headline. For example, take the case of the Toys R Us Black Friday double murder in 2008. Headlines such as, Black Friday lives up to name with U.S. sales killings, suggested that the murders were shopping-related. But a closer investigation of the details in this case reveal it didn't have anything to do with holiday shopping. Two men, Alejandro Moreno and Juan Mesa, apparently had a personal dispute that turned violent. CBS News provided the most complete picture. According to their report, shoppers described an extremely disturbing scene in which the two women who were with the men entered into a physical altercation. Meanwhile, Juan Mesa flashed the gun in his pocket at Alejandro Moreno. Moreno escalated the situation, drawing his own gun and trying to fire before realizing he hadn't cocked it. This momentary pause gave Mesa time to run to the back of the store, but not before Moreno fired again, hitting him. Mesa then drew his own gun, firing back, killing Moreno. But Mesa then stumbled to the cash register, dropping dead from his own injuries. Meanwhile, the 25 witnesses, including several children, ran screaming from the store. Holiday nightmare? Sure. Greed-motivated killing driven by a corporate retail holiday? Not really. Palm Desert Councilman Jim Ferguson said, I think the obvious question everyone has is who takes loaded weapons into a Toys R Us? I doubt it was the casual holiday shopper. The police report seemed to confirm this sentiment, with Riverside County Sheriff Sergeant Dennis Gutierrez saying that the fight was not over a toy. Finally, Toys R Us itself released a statement saying, Our understanding is that this act seems to have been the result of a personal dispute between the individuals involved. Therefore, it would be inaccurate to associate the events of today with Black Friday. And yet... Many news reports lumped the story in with the stampede death from the same year, claiming that Black Friday was completely out of control. This is a clear lesson in how media coverage can warp public perception of an event. Though Black Friday has more than its share of terrible stories, the holiday is not responsible for every death that happens to take place on retail grounds the day after Thanksgiving. And so, while the dozens of casualties linked to Black Friday might make you want to stay home, your chances of being injured or killed while bargain shopping still remain relatively low. Though the Black Friday death count website is shocking, 129 casualties over the course of 12 years isn't a huge amount when compared to the larger population of 330 million. However, this all may soon be a moot point, because the landscape of holiday shopping has changed dramatically in recent years. 
the meteoric rise of online shopping, and Amazon.com in particular, has meant that in-store Black Friday shopping is less popular than it used to be. Consulting firm Accenture found that in 2017, 52% of poll respondents said they were less likely to shop on Black Friday that year. They claimed that they wanted to avoid crowds. Accenture also found that 64% of those polled claimed that they now shopped for holiday gifts throughout the year. Amazon Prime Day, usually in July, was cited as one popular option outside of Black Friday. An option where the merchandise is often even more heavily discounted. And of course, where it is delivered right to your door. There is certainly less of a chance of having your baby spat upon or getting pepper sprayed when you shop online. BestBlackFriday.com reported that in 2017, 76% of Amazon Prime Day prices were better than comparable Black Friday prices. So the data seems to suggest that the bargains worth fighting for have moved to the internet. That being said, the Wall Street Journal reported that in 2018, consumers spent around $850 billion during the holiday season. Of that, online Black Friday sales accounted for only about $12 billion. So clearly, plenty of dollars are still being spent in physical stores. Will the horror of Black Friday persist then? Are we doomed as a nation to hear stories of mayhem and murder after every Thanksgiving? Though the statistics around online shopping don't seem that impressive when you look at overall sales, trends do suggest that online shopping is slowly bleeding Black Friday dry. Business Insider reported that in 2017, Black Friday foot traffic decreased by 4.5%. And in 2018, the Wall Street Journal reported that the decline was as much as 9%. Meanwhile, the journal also found that online Black Friday sales were up 26.4% in 2018. So the billions in profits are actually deceptive when compared to the growth trends. This was perhaps best said in a 2017 USA Today headline, Black Friday isn't dead, but it's dying. Of course, just because it is moving online doesn't mean Black Friday won't still have its dark side. A well-watched Last Week Tonight episode featured an expose on warehouse conditions for workers fulfilling online orders. It took aim specifically at Amazon. Workers reported walking 15 miles in one day, back and forth across the warehouse. That's over half the distance of a marathon. And Amazon workers are required to do this every day if they want to keep their jobs. They are expected to meet a demanding quota of packages, so much so that many reportedly skip bathroom breaks, not going to the bathroom once all day. It's a job that leads people to ignore their basic needs. A Vox interview with a warehouse area manager revealed that on top of that, managers often skip their breaks and don't eat lunch in order to meet their quotas. That's a full 12-hour day of ignoring your bodily needs. 
Multiple sources report electronic monitoring that senses when a worker hasn't packed something within a certain amount of time. Every last minute of their day is regimented. These conditions plague factory workers all year long. But the Vox interview found that things were even worse during Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Employees were expected to work six days a week during this holiday period. Managers often worked shifts in excess of 14 hours. They were paid overtime, but these extended shifts were mandatory. The anonymous manager said, Amazon is also really strict about taking time off during Black Friday. You weren't allowed to use your PTO for Black Friday, and if you missed it, you were at risk of getting fired. In Europe, these conditions boiled over during Black Friday 2018. Thousands of workers from multiple countries protested for 24 hours. As a result, Amazon had to reroute many of its orders. Protesters pointed out that Jeff Bezos, Amazon's founder, is literally the richest man in the world. The company should be able to afford more seasonal workers to take the stress off its regular employees instead of threatening their jobs. Whatever form it takes, Black Friday has historically relied on the labor of others. In order for some families to have affordable gifts, different segments of the population have to give up their own holiday. Whether it was the police officers of 1960s Philadelphia, the Walmart workers of the early 2000s, or the Amazon workers of today, discounted pricing and free shipping comes at a human cost. There are no easy answers in this case. People will continue to shop year-round, whether on Black Friday or not. And as long as there are workers needing a paycheck, they will allow themselves to be exploited by this system rather than go home without a job. One person refusing to shop on Black Friday won't make a significant impact. But perhaps the change needs to come on a larger cultural level. At its inception, every holiday is founded on ideals of togetherness, compassion, and taking time to observe the good in life. But the desire to achieve those emotions leads us to pursue the material objects that spark them, certain foods, certain decorations, and of course, the perfect gifts. These things become an end unto themselves. Like spoiled children, we forget to appreciate the people behind the festivities. We just want our treats, and we want them now. Some retailers are actually fighting back against this mentality. Business Insider reported that at least 77 stores were closed during Thanksgiving 2018. This is in stark contrast to past years, when stores started their Black Friday deals as early as Thanksgiving night. One of these stores, Recreational Equipment Outlet, REI, encouraged shoppers to skip Black Friday and go hiking or camping instead. Additionally, their opt-outside movement hosts cleanup events on Black Friday aimed at removing trash from wildlife areas. A video on their website depicts children opening presents and leaving packing peanuts all over the place. Wrapping paper is everywhere. The video then cuts to this trash floating in the ocean. It's a powerful image of how our holiday fun 
always has an unintended consequence, a dark side. We are reminded that year after year, retailers and shoppers take advantage of Black Friday without considering not only the human cost, but the cost to the planet. Maybe if the focus were more on the human elements of the holidays, on spending time together, on cherishing our connections, then the emphasis on consumerism might go away. Our world will be a better place for it. And on that vaunted day, maybe everyone, not just the privileged, will get to stay home the day after Thanksgiving. Maybe Black Friday will come to an end. But until then, if you're going out shopping this year, don't forget to pack your pepper spray. Thanks for listening to The Dark Side Of. Next week, it's the most wonderful time of the year as we explore the deadly non-emergency of Christmas 1913. You can find all episodes of The Dark Side Of and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like The Dark Side Of, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream The Dark Side Of on Spotify, just open the app and type The Dark Side Of in the search bar. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll see you next time. The Dark Side Of was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Freddie Beckley, and Paul Mahler. This episode of The Dark Side Of was written by Greg Castro with writing assistance by Drew Cole and stars Kate Leonard and Richard Rossner. <laughs>